1: You have accessed Entry 931.JN0905, Certificate Number 24473, The Phoebus Cartel.
0: Do you compulsively turn off light bulbs in your
1: house or do you let them burn? Oh, I do nothing but turn off lights. Is that right? You're, you're a light-turner-offer. You follow your kids around. If a room is empty and the lights are on, which is more often than not at our house, I will walk in and kind of shake my head sadly like dads have for centuries before me. A rumpf. And I will turn off the light. You'll blow out the candle. It's just how the ecosystem works. Kids turn on lights, dads turn them off.
0: And during the period in the last uh, half a dozen years when LED light bulbs became... Uh, the technology became affordable and the quality of the light became...
1: Uh, you know, more... It wasn't weird, blue, sad office lighting.
0: Right. It, it, the, the light became... Uh, the The color and temperature of them became pleasant. Mm-hmm. And the price of them went down. And the social impact and cultural and energy impact of incandescent bulbs became... That's what I like. I like. Understood. I like to be
1: seen reaching for the right bulbs at the store. I look around over my shoulder to see if any attractive women are watching.
0: How, w- explain to me the process that you went through, if you did, in converting your house from incandescent bulbs to
1: LED bulbs. It was just when a light died, but as a result, I mean, for one thing, the LED the LEDs I feel like rarely give you the promised. Uh, Lifespan? They're meant to last fifteen to twenty years, aren't they? Yeah, and
0: that's I, how they're advertised.
1: And I feel like ours last longer than incandescents, but not that much longer. Mindy started writing the um, the date on them in Sharpie, so we can take it down. We can be like, "Hey, this one only lasted four years." Oh, interesting. So that's I don't, I don't smart know. Of her. I don't know what's going on with our LEDs. Maybe it's the kids jumping on them from the floor above. But yeah, I'm sure we still have incandescents in our house that have survived for. Years and just haven't needed to be replaced yet.
0: Because your house has a lot of built-in lighting, canned lights in in the living room, and they're hard to reach light bulbs,
1: recessed lights. And here's the weird thing about our house, which we did not build, but someone else did, and they decided that no two fixtures should have the same sized lights. We have to keep twenty different weird Lattages? light bulbs. No, just shapes of oh. light bulb on hand. Oh, I see. I mean, wattages as well, because there are some places in the house that I think should be dimmer or brighter, but that's just me being weird. That's my fault.
0: But they bought, they put uh, weird they put candle lights
1: in and yes, spotlights. Some of them are floods. There's out, some outdoor floods. There's some weird long shaped ones that fit in certain fixtures. Mm-hmm. There's some weird candle looking ones that fit in certain chandeliers. It's a huge hassle. Yeah. I, I don't think it's worth it. I just I think I'd rather it be dark. Um but your your fatherly
0: going around the house turning off the lights, it, do you feel like that's an artifact from a pre-LED time or do you feel like it was it about energy or was it about something
1: else? There's something about electricity usage although I guess you're at right, that's much lower now. Uh it is It's kind of a relic of that, but you know, like back then we weren't clear on whether turning the lights would actually, turning the lights off would actually help. Do you remember people yelling at you for flipping the lights on and off? Cause that was, that was the worst for the filament.
0: Well, they, uh, it is true that the, that kind of like turning your car engine on and off in the, uh, in the old days before car engines turned themselves on and off all the time, which, which modern cars seem to do, um, it uses a lot more gas to turn a car off and turn it back on because the carburetor you know, has to flood with gas to start yeah. than it would to have just left the car running. Uh, and with incandescent bulbs, it's very true that the hardest thing on the bulb is lighting back up.
1: I think that's often when the bulb dies, although I don't know if that actually means it uses more electricity.
0: Uh, it isn't so much that it uses more electricity as that it it. Um, it Lessens the lifespan of the bulb because mm. because you know re-energizing is the thing that that uh, that burns it out. We got yelled at for playing with the lights on the basis of that, whether true or not. I guess uh, I'm someone who likes to illuminate with lamps. Me so too. I, I don't really like like uh, built-in lights. I I like cool lamps and and I like the I like the effect of having a room that's lit. From multiple kind of, you know, shaded lamps.
1: Yeah, something about a room that's just lit from above, it means you're just trying to duplicate outside. Yeah. And right. we have outside.
0: Uh, uh, up, uh, like, lights from above feel like work lights. You turn them on when it's time to clean or when it's time to, uh, I don't know, uh, do a big poster for homecoming dance. It's institutional. But to have an amenable room, a comfortable sort of like a reading space or just a place you want to hang out in, I like lights from
1: from multiple locations. It kind of drives my wife crazy because I'm forever walking into rooms, turning off the overhead lights and turning on a lamp. Yeah, that's me too. But I'm someone who likes to leave lights
0: burning. Mm. And uh, in the incandescent days, that was often a problem. Well, you're paying for your hobby. You're paying for your hobby. You like to look at light bulbs that are on but also incandescent bulbs uh, are extremely inefficient in the sense that um in a lot of cases over 90 percent of the energy that they consume is transferred into heat rather than light
1: i mean you can tell just putting your hand near an incandescent bulb that that's not the best way to produce light and it always felt a little bit uh well, it has always
0: felt like leaving a lamp burning for a long time was a fire hazard because it would just get so hot. There was always the potential—I don't know—that it would combust. Or you've seen—you've uh, seen lampshades that have yes. melted or have have uh, charred from being too close to just a regular hundred-watt bulb.
1: I think I put the wrong wa- I put the wrong wattage and stuff before, and just melted everything around it. Yeah, without it can, meaning
0: to. It could be really dangerous. But I like to leave lights on, and so when LED light bulbs came in, you know the state of Washington would offer because it, it, when LED lights started, they were extremely expensive. They
1: were. Right? You'd have to be. You know, if you do the math, this twenty-two dollar light bulb will save you money because you won't be replacing it right till twenty twenty-eight. But the state of Washington issued um, rebates
0: or they would subsidize the cost of LED lights because maybe it wasn't Washington, maybe it was Puget Sound Electric, but whoever, whatever public utility it was that saw an interest in subsidizing LED lights because some
1: nanny state bureaucrat, because right.
0: it, it cut energy usage so dramatically. I would take advantage of those and would always buy, if I could, you know, buy 15. Uh, new LED lights and go
1: around the house and change my light bulbs. Because the difference is crazy. It's like, crazy. It, it, well, I don't even know what it is. It's like 10% or something. Less than of, that, even.
0: Uh, uh, the, the energy use of a of an LED. And so over time, I replaced all my my um, incandescent lights with LEDs. And this also was a period when those bulbs became more and more golden in color. They weren't so blue. And, that was always my complaint. So yeah. They don't look
1: like light bulbs.
0: Yeah, they were uh, as they got nicer and nicer. I did this trans uh, this sort of transformation of the lighting in my house. And when I sold my house, I sold them all the light bulbs. I wasn't going to take them with me. I had created this perfect environment where you never had to change the light bulbs. Why would I, you know? Why would I deprive my new owners? It felt like a uh, like a perk of the house.
1: I feel like most
0: people do not take the light bulbs with them when they sell a house. Although one time I left an apartment. I, I was renting in a, a kind of a seedy apartment down by the freeway and uh, there was a rat that lived under my refrigerator and I complained to the, uh, to the apartment manager who was I think the brother of the owner and they were from India and the apartment manager gave me kind of a sage look and said, I did not make the rat, God made the rat. <laughs> you cannot complain to me about the rat You must complain to God And I was so mad At the at his sort of adoption Of a kind of uh, Like Mahatma tone You don't want zen, me, zen landlording uh, That when I left the apartment I took all the light bulbs And it just felt like such a Passive aggressive sl- Low grade diss I did not create the darkness <laughs> the God, dark, the, God cre- the darkness already existed God created the lack of light bulbs In this apartment do you
1: feel like your love of honestly, I think that uh, some people prefer that whatever they call the full spectrum daylighty mm-hmm. lights that I hate and I, I have do to not like and them. I have to make sure I buy the yellow ones, but that's really just a relic of my upbringing, you know that I associate uh, in, a certain kind of bulb with the homey look of incandescence. Oh, I'm not sure. I feel
0: like a low watt gold hued bulb is just a kinder light. it's there's less
1: eye fatigue, there's less maybe there are physiological. I mean, we all look awful in fluorescent lights in mirrors. That's, it's, it's anybody who's ever used a gas station restroom knows. It's why
0: filmmakers prefer to film in the early morning or the late afternoon. That golden light
1: is just what what our eye wants. It's I definitely think. what I want. But then, why do they keep selling the the full spectrum daylighty ones? Ah, people are insane. I mean, I think there are a lot of people that feel
0: like reading is something that they want bright illumination. They don't want because there are all these. Alternate theories, right? That if you're reading in a low light room, you're squinting, you're causing a different kind of fatigue. Um, but I was able at the, with the advent of LED lights to leave lamps burning, to just go upstairs, and there'd be three lamps in the living room that were still on. Why do you fear the darkness, John? It, it's is it a, the
1: darkness in your soul?
0: I feel like when I leave a room and I look in, and the lighting is perfect. And I don't mean the room is brightly illuminated. Right. I'm, you know a lot of these are 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 low wattage bulbs. It's created a kind you know, it's casting light rather than blasting light. i I would I would hate to disrupt the tableau. I wanted to leave this still life illuminated. And so all by way of saying, I am not someone who goes around compulsively turning off lights, although in this house where I'm living now, Someone keeps leaving the light on in the pantry and it's driving me crazy. So I turn that off every time I go by.
1: Our pantry light is always on and the door is always open. So I would say 60% of my day is closing the pantry door and turning off the light. I don't know who my enemy is. I'm, I'm thinking of maybe getting a, a camera so yeah. I can find out.
0: I, I, you know, I will go by and turn this, uh, this pantry light off. It's under the st- basement stairs. And I know for a fact no one else has been down in the basement... And I come down again and it is on. So it's a ghost. I think your landlord would say that God opened the pantry um, door.
1: When God closes a pantry door, he opens a pantry window.
0: Well, the idea of a long lasting bulb, uh, it feels like LEDs made that technology possible. But in fact, light bulbs could and potentially should uh, have lasted a lot longer than they did. During the incandescent light light era. I've been wanting to do uh, an omnibus on planned obsolescence for a long time. And I'm reserving the right to do a show on the larger scope of planned obsolescence. Because it really is part of our industrial age. A fascinating glimpse at capitalism and, and efficiency. And the ways in which planned obsolescence are advertised to us as actually working for our benefit, which I'll cover in the omnibus entry planned obsolete.
1: Oh, I have some thoughts. Every time I look at my, what, seven-year-old iPhone and think, I'm perfectly happy with this one. When is it going to stop supporting the operating system?
0: Well, and, you in know, 2017, Apple famously slowed down the performance of older phones where it didn't have to, just did it to make it harder. And that will also be in that episode. But
1: I'm a bad consumer. I just, I just want to... When something dies, I just want to replace it with the same one, and maybe they don't make them anymore.
0: Yeah, it was working fine is yeah. the problem. Yeah. Right? I liked it. I knew how to use it. Incandescent light bulbs were one of the first places where planned obsolescence uh,
1: came into being as an as a economic theory or process. Are you implying that incandescent light bulbs always could have lasted forever, and they just didn't?
0: So in Livermore, California, there is a fire station, where uh, an incandescent bulb which now has become a famous incandescent bulb yes. has been burning continuously since at least 1901
1: now for those listening in another era that means this bulb has been on for 100 and almost 120 years yes it was the bulb
0: itself was manufactured in the 1890s <laughs> uh, and in 1901 was donated to the fire station at a time when a light bulb was still, they must have been excited. An to get, investment to get that donation. Uh, the guy that donated it to them uh, actually owned the owned a power company, and when he shut the, those power those were the company only down, people that
1: had light bulbs back then. You had to well, know somebody.
0: Well, it's funny in the in the early days of electrifying the country and electif- electrifying businesses, the power companies saw the bulbs as a component in their system. So, as they brought power into your home, they also brought light bulbs. Would they keep sending somebody in to replace them? Yes. If your light bulb burned out, the power company saw it as part of its uh, system and they would replace your bulb free of charge because the. are bad. Sorry, yeah, it died. The money for them was in the. It would be like your cable going out. Yeah. Uh, whereas. And so during that early period, it behooved the. Uh, the manufacturers of light bulbs to make light bulbs that lasted as long as they possibly could, because because the their desire was to
1: sell the energy and sell the whole system. If you if you don't have a light bulb turned on, you can't sell as much electricity. Think, thinking guy meme. That, that's Ta- right. Tapping forehead meme. So this this light bulb, the
0: Centennial bulb, was manufactured by a company called the Shelby Electric Company from Shelby, Ohio. It was initially. Stories uh, vary whether it was initially a sixty-watt bulb or a forty or a thirty-watt bulb, um, but it was made with um, it was made with a carbon filament, and because it was in a fire station and kind of high up on the ceiling, it was seldom turned
1: off. It just sat and burned up there, and burned and burned. My memory of the story is that at this point, maybe the bulb is older than the firehouse. Like, didn't they have to? Didn't they have to move it with so with power at one point? It has been in
0: four or five different locations over time. <laughs> oh, you're familiar with the story of the Centennial bulb? Uh, I love this. It's my favorite bulb. Uh, they they uh, they did when they moved the fire station. They actually took the whole uh, the bulb and its cord down from the from the roof. Uh, Because they didn't want to try and unscrew the bulb They felt like that might jeopardize the bulb and they had a special box that they carried the bulb to its new location.
1: And didn't they keep? Did they not keep it in external power so that it could stay on? They,
0: they it went for a period of forty minutes or something on its way across town where it wasn't illuminated. <gasps> Boom! And then they they uh, they put it back in.
1: They must have been worried about it starting
0: up again. They put it. Yeah, they, I think they were. They put it back in, and you know, and and had devised some continuous power source for it that would be because the bulb had gone off at uh, various power outages over the course of I many guess that's years. True.
1: it's not uh, it's not um continuous lumens you're getting out of
0: and it and the and the guinness book of world records was involved because at at this point the bulb was understood to be uh the longest lasting bulb in in the world and guinness allowed them to have this 40 minutes where it wasn't illuminated as the bulb made its way across town um the bulb then became such a uh such a tourist attraction that there is there's actually a, uh, a light bulb committee, there's a light bulb um, caretaker, and there's a light bulb cam that you can watch the light bulb burning. It has an entourage. And it's it's, light bulb. At some point in recent years, the light bulb went off. And all the people following along the light bulb cam—it's like the Truman Show. Yeah. Suddenly, there's like thousands of people that are like, "What happened?" And they were everyone. Everyone cried. The light bulb had burned out. And when the light bulb caretaker went, uh, when he got the call, he said, "Bypass the continuous electrical uh, source and just plug a uh, an extension cord into it." And when that was done, the bulb reilluminated. So it was just a failure in the perpetual power source perpetual. And so they changed, they changed the system and the light bulb continues to burn. Ken, we're several months in now to, um, to what has become a, a world changing global pandemic. And it's hard to look for bright sides, but I think one of the interesting developments has been the decentralizing of the American office. People working
1: from home, Um, Yeah, employers were so resistant in many cases to the idea of remote working, even because they knew their quality of life benefits, but people were a little bit afraid of change, of the loss of control, maybe. But so many people
0: I know have been working more efficiently from home, and they really don't want to go
1: back. There are some challenges if you work in a team. Yeah, To get to collaborating the way you would if everybody could pile into an office. You're used to,
0: to all being able to look at one... Whiteboard. You're all you're used to being able to look at, at the materials
1: you have in front of you. It's hard to duplicate. Now you can do that kind of collaborative stuff no matter where you are with Miro. So you're saying if I were on the beach with my,
0: my IBM PC
1: yeah that you always carry to the beach my my uh, my you booted tower you've got a big CRT monitor that you uh, that you place on top of it it says dell in big letters right across the front of it if i'm there i
0: can see the same whiteboard as my coworkers back here in uh, one
1: infinite loop sure miro is just like an, an infinite canvas a, a virtual uh, thought space where you can drag any of your documents your spreadsheets uh, your sticky notes, your projects. You said virtual thought space. i That's just the way I think. <laughs> I'm pretty into that. It implies that there is a physical thought space, and I don't know what that would be. I think it's this table in front of us that has a
0: synthesizer and a <laughs> book of... A Vargas Prince and a 120-sided die. I'm just describing what's right in front of me. Let's take
1: this table and put it in Miro. Should we do that? How would we do that, John? Wow,
0: that's a fantastic idea. Well, the first thing we do is sign up for a free account at Miro.com slash Omnibus.
1: You can get a free account at, at,
0: for unlimited team members? That's right. M-I-R-O.com slash Omnibus. In fact, we should probably do this as one of our Patreon award tiers. You get to sign on and see our virtual thought space. Hang out on our infinite canvas. Uh, so, v- a free
1: account with unlimited team members at Miro.com/Omnibus. It's everything you need to start working better. I'm so used to light bulbs just going off after a year or two that to me it seems like there's something violating the laws of thermodynamics about the centennial bulb. Like how can it's like the burning bush. It's the carbon filament has been glowing for 120 years and yet it is not consumed. How? How is this possible? Well, it's happening within a vacuum, and it, one of the things that causes light
0: bulbs to fail is that the, it's hard to maintain a, a vacuum in a mass-produced light bulb. And as the vacuum gradually um, fails, little tiny oxygen molecules work their way in at the seams, and they cause uh, th- they cause a degradation of the filament. And in this case, Shelby Electric just
1: handmade this bulb and 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 effectively. Um, but in, th- in theory, should it be able to run forever? Is some kind of inexorable physical change happening, or in, I don't think in, forever in, in perfect conditions. Should you be able to light a carbon filament in a in a vacuum, or do you, is the is something happening to the carbon? No, eventually,
0: I think the carbon will uh, not oxidize. But I mean, in, it, carbon is being expended. It must be, yeah. Um, What's happened in this case is that the, the the effective wattage of the bulb has decreased over time mm. from 60 watts to now being 4 watts. It's only... Oh, it's a very dim bulb? It's only... It is a dim bulb, like, like some people I know. It's only illuminating just the the mist around itself. It's effectively a nightlight.
1: It's the, uh, it's the light that bubble that appears above my head when I have a, a really bad idea. Like, <laughs> like, let me go eat right before bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just need to check Twitter for another hour. Well, and you
0: see now in the, in sort of the restoration hardware fashion for old fashioned D. Filamenty light bulbs, bulbs that look weird. There's a lot of uh, that, that's
1: what we, that's what I we have. That's my problem. Oh, really? Yeah. You have
0: some of those? Well, yes, we have these fancy
1: bulbs. Restoration Hardware, like you're eating in a restaurant where the the uh, olives are, are eleven dollars. Yeah.
0: Well, that, and those are very expensive light bulbs, and they you're telling long, me a lot of them don't cast off that much light. You're telling me. <laughs> Well, uh so the Shelby electric light bulb should give us pause because to have built a light bulb in the 1890s that is still glowing to this day suggests that as e- you say everyone else is building them wrong. Well, not wrong, uh, well, but building them morally wrong. Building them perhaps morally wrong. Uh when the power companies stopped thinking of light bulbs as um, as a thing that was part of their system that they would replace for free and began to see that light bulbs were a thing that they could manufacture and sell to consumers to, to pass that expense on to consumers, it didn't take them long to realize that making light bulbs that lasted for a long time was depriving themselves of a
1: potential profit. That's why doctors won't give you medicine. They want you to stay sick. Yeah, they want you to stay sick. That's right. If the medicine works, you won't come back. That's why uh, software
0: companies stop selling you software and instead only rent it to you now.
1: That's exactly right.
0: It's why every six months I have to pay to keep my photos on the cloud.
1: I thought we weren't doing planned obsolescence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the, um, the early days of making light bulbs was... Kind of a wild west. Oh, boy. Uh, it does require a certain amount of technology to make a light bulb, but not that much. And there were a lot of fly-by-night or homespun light bulb makers.
1: You just got to have one glass blower and then his brother that can suck the air out of stuff. That's right. And somebody that can spin a
0: tiny little filament of, uh, of, of carbon or later tungsten. Uh, Thomas Edison famously we associate with the light bulb although he had, he played no part in inventing the light bulb that was smart
1: branding by that guy it was he did he is it too late for me to just get retroactively associated with like um olive loaf, or some other invention I love? I mean, Al Gore invented the internet. What do you want to invent?
0: The The 64 Shelby Cobra? <laughs>
1: I think it's a little... <laughs> people know I was born in 1974. Right, and it's also called the Shelby Cobra. But what, what would you like to... <laughs> was have, was, be, was it made by before? Shelby Electronic? Uh, or <laughs> Shelby Electric? That <laughs> made the light bulb?
0: I wonder if there's a connection between Shelby Electric from Ohio and Carol Shelby.
1: I feel like it's not too late for me to retroactively be the inventor of uh, Teddy Ruxpin. A teddy bear you can put cassette tapes in.
0: Right, a teddy bear that will something no one ever wanted before before or since. I would like to be retroactively. I would like to have attributed to me the invention of
1: Uh, uh, Zydeco uh, music.
0: Yeah, yeah, grunge. No, no, (laughs) grunge. grunge. (laughs) Why not? I'm already halfway associated with it.
1: You were in Seattle, so like, uh, uh, you know, uh, a rudimentary record search will, will. support your claim. Maybe I didn't come out
0: with the first record like Edison didn't come out with the first uh, light bulb. You thought of it, and uh, one night at the bar, yeah.
1: you're like, Eddie, Eddie Vedder, hey. I know you're new in town. <laughs> hey. hey. What uh, if you stop so. playing that shitty California music, and what if it went a little something like this, you're going to Marvin Berry that Yeah, that's that right. Biatch. It's a
0: blues and E, follow me for the changes. <laughs> what Edison did was he came along and, and, and tried to get patents on... Uh, innovations, you know, some some improvements in the performance of light bulbs, and there was a lot of legal wrangling. Uh, the the Patent Office initially denied his patents
1: because he had not done because
0: enough? he really hadn't done anything. But but there were but then after his appeal, uh, he was granted patents on some. Well,
1: you know, he did say that uh, genius is one percent inspiration and ninety nine percent litigation
0: right and also uh electric light bulbs are 1% illumination 99% electrical perspiration
1: <laughs> imagine the uh he thinks that he has this plan and instead of a light bulb appearing over his head like a picture of his lawyer appears over his head <laughs> he's like aha
0: i have it uh it, there there was a so there was a period where if you wanted if your idea as a as a burgeoning electrical light bulb seller was to make uh, a light bulb that you could profit from, you were getting undercut by a lot of different light bulb manufacturers, a lot of different light bulb ideas. In 1910, uh, a light bulb with a 1,500-hour lifespan would cost $33.
1: $33, 19-whatever dollars?
0: That doesn't seem possible. 33 dollars uh, adjusted for inflation thirty three dollars in nineteen ten would have been a year's wage
1: yes that, for that, a for a banker that's that would have been what they that, paid the president that's a three figure <laughs> amount for us so thirty three dollars that's an expensive light bulb even now you would
0: you would blanch at paying thirty three dollars unless you were a uh, longtime jeopardy winner ken jennings who got snookered into illuminating his house with some funny light bulbs, fancy uh pottery barn light bulbs i wonder how much those light bulbs are at restoration Hard. they're at least 33 dollars right for the really really elaborate ones
1: uh probably yeah. i i when i i buy them online in bulk that's how many of these fancy pants sockets i have yeah let's not don't let's not co- go, don't go, go on a game show to it john
0: it'll ruin your life Uh, I I have no intention of going on a game show. I think I would fail at it. But we've talked about this before at great length. Depends on the show. Between us. Depends on the show. Uh, If there's a game show called, tell a long and rambling story that is only loosely associated with the stated topic. And then somehow come around and end it
1: in a way that seems like it was planned. Jeopardy has that, but it's only about 20 seconds of the show. Then they get back to the the clues.
0: I would be great at the get interviewed by Alex portion. Uh at this time there started to be a sense among the big players in the electric appliance world that there needed to be some kind of coordination both to keep the um to, to squash competition from the from the little guy I'm sure they didn't lead with that And they talked about standardization, and they talked about standardization, and they talked about improved performance for the consumer. Now we're talking about a period where a lot of a a lot of things are
1: electrifying for the first time. It was most people still do not have electric light in their house when this is happening,
0: right? And cities are electrifying, uh, you you know, public. Spaces are electrifying. Like light bulbs are selling hand over fist. It's electrified. How?
1: <laughs> Was that a Rocky <laughs> Horror reference? I think it's
0: Grease. Oh, Grease. That's right. Is it Grease? Right. Yeah, Grease Light.
1: Grease is Rocky Horror for straights and squares. <laughs> Grease is my Rocky Horror. I know all the things. Like when they say, uh, Tell me more, I know the little dance. When she sings Sandy, you have to throw sand at the screen. Oh wow did you ever go to a Rocky horror show? I've never been to a Rocky Horror show. But you know all the little bits? I don't know all the little bits. I'm just making stuff up. I, I don't stay out that late. I would what? love to go to Rocky Horror, but they're all like at
0: night. When the newspaper spins and everybody runs up to the to the movie theater and spins it, I've been to a few of those, but I was so
1: wasted. What happens if you don't know the stuff? Oh, like you the can last, just sit in your the chair. last thing I want to do is to go to a social event where I don't know the mores. What you what you, you do ways. is you
0: go and there are there are four or five things that everybody in the audience shouts, or maybe fifteen things. But the people People That are up on stage in costume, actually acting out the movie along with the movie, are the real diehards, and you're there to watch them. And they're th- they want you to watch them, they don't really if want they want you to me to watch
1: along. them, they'll do it at 3 p.m. Hmm. I want a matinee of the Rocky Horror
0: do people Picture People even Show? do that anymore. <laughs> the, oh, wow, this is a real omnibus episode. The Rocky Horror
1: Picture Show, we should do Rocky Horror Picture Show actually,
0: anyway. The big players, um. Are uh, the big players at the time in the in the uh, the early 1920s? A lot of them are the big players to this day. We're talking about General Electric and Philips in the Nederlander Nederlands, as we call it, and uh, Osram, which
1: was a German company. Still, I still have a Siemens the bulb in the bulb in my, the bulb in my uh, projector. Like I have a projector TV, and yeah. the bulb is still an Osram. Is it when I have to replace it? So these companies. And oh. General Electric, by the way, a founding member of the Dow Jones Industrial Average, was still there until like it got bounced five years ago.
0: Is that right? Yeah,
1: they were in the Dow Jones for a century.
0: Tokyo Electric in Tokyo, that's in Japan.
1: So Tokyo Electric is in Tokyo now.
0: It it was then too. A likely
1: story. Uh,
0: they all recognized that they that they uh, that they didn't want to undercut one another. And um, Why are you
1: defending these
0: price-fixing capitalists? Well, I'm not. I'm just explaining them. You know, I'm not both sidesing them. I don't think
1: that they had a... We all understand that big companies get together and do this because they're evil. Well, and this
0: is one of the first instances of it, that they saw that if they could standardize uh, the length of time that a bulb, you know, stayed illuminated, illumin- illuminating, if they, could, if they could standardize the lifespan of a light bulb that it would benefit them all.
1: This conspiracy is literally the Illuminati.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the uh, the
1: Illuminationati. And le- let me ask you this. Are they saving any money by making a uh, shorter lifespan? Like, is there an efficiency argument for making... Or, or could they spend the same amount, sell it for the same price point, and have these things last twice as long? Uh,
0: The, the argument that they make is that uh, what they're doing is actually increasing the current... Thereby making the bulbs brighter and so work better, uh, create more
1: light, better for the consumer, the, it's a more efficient burn. I think we all know that lights do not get better the brighter they get. Well, but people or do— Or we put Klieg lights in our house. At,
0: the, at this point, I think, you know— The more, the better. To, and to have a brighter light bulb is to require fewer light bulbs to illuminate That's the same true. space. And so there's all kinds of argument to be made. This happened with flashlight batteries. There was a period uh, where the expectation was that flashlight batteries would last through three separate changes of batteries within a flashlight. And, uh, and through the work of this cartel, that was reduced to two and then to one so that you would change your flashlight A light bulb every time you change the batteries. Now, that's not true anymore. But what what they did was they increased the brightness of the
1: flashlight. And so... So they're not ripping anybody off. Consumers loved it. You're getting the same number of photons... It's just, That's what I look for. In it's a just bulb. all happening at once. How and the, many quadrillion photons do I get?
0: And the brighter the flashlight was, the faster it ran through its batteries. Mm-hmm. So it's burning up both the ba- both the batteries and the bulb. It's the
1: equivalent of a gas guzzling car that goes zero to sixty really fast.
0: But the fact that it was a bright flashlight made everyone happy, and that and the consumer kind of just took it lying down. But Philips, General Electric, Osram, and a, and a handful of other companies, the French electric light bulb company they all met yeah f-e-l-c they they, they (laughs) felt i don't normally gratify you but that was nice uh they all sent representatives to meet in geneva the space the the town if there is any in the world where conspiracies began that's where you want to do it (laughs) davos having not yet been invented and they did this on christmas eve don't they want to get home to their families in 1924? No, Some, they do not. Somebody's got to fly home to Tokyo. They want to start a conspiracy
1: and Christmas Eve. Uh, no better time because they're not Christians. They're summoning their own dark gods. That's right. They are all. They're worshiping Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. They don't care about opening presents.
0: But they got together and they said, "Let us form a. Uh, let us form a conspiracy. Let us form a a trade group. They chanted, nude under their robes. <laughs> Uh, and it will be, and we shall call it the Phoebus cartel. Phoebus. Phoebus, who uh, Phoebus is one of the Olympian gods.
1: It's a name for Apollo, usually, right? Uh, the God of
0: light and sun. The God of light and sun. And Phoebus uh, became this uh, this trade group that had very strict rules about how long light bulbs should last how many light bulbs any individual cartel uh, member was allowed to sell. A lot of it was bullying on the part of General Electric, who held a lot of the patents. Ah. So these companies were kind of forced into this arrangement because they were licensing a lot of this, you know, the tungsten filament and a lot of these uh, Edison-era patents that he ended up kind of getting granted.
1: I can't believe the Americans are shoving around these these uh, European and Asians. That's can you Can you imagine? It's <laughs> out of character for us. But the Phoebus Co- cartel was successful. In 1926,
0: 335 million light bulbs were sold, which is a lot of light bulbs. But by 1930, four years later, 420 million light bulbs
1: were sold. Some of that's got to be increasing electrification.
0: It is, but a lot of it is... Um, a lot of it is just and, – and a lot People of it was were dr- driving out competition. Oh, yeah. But we're talking about – if uh, a lot of the 335 million light bulbs in 1926 were uh, the result of increasing electrification. Now, if those light bulbs all lasted five years in 1930 – there probably wasn't a corresponding increase in the amount of electrification. What you're seeing sold there are replacement light bulbs for light bulbs that were uh, that were bought for the first time
1: just a few years before. And you could have had 120 years life out of them if you were the, the right firehouse, but instead... And in most cases, 2,500 hours had
0: been kind of the standard, if you didn't monkey with it, the standard lifetime of a bulb. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Phoebus Cartel's goal was to reduce that to
1: one thousand
0: hours of life. So cut did it they put m-
1: that in the ads? More than we're, half. We're going to make our product forty uh, percent as good. No, they said they were making it
0: you know twenty percent brighter. Yeah. Um, it was. It became a problem because although Tokyo Electric was a member of the cartel and did what they did what they could um, in pre-war Japan. Tokyo electric wasn't able to control the backyard light bulb makers in the same way that American or Europeans would have been able to kind of file legal injunctions and whatnot. Patent violations. That's right. And so in Tokyo or in Japan, there, uh, there was this cottage industry that became a kind of industrial powerhouse selling cheap, Uh, Light bulbs of varying quality. But some longer lasting, probably. Globally. Huh. And so between this same period, uh, Japanese light bulb sales went from 45 million to 300 million, most of them being like handmade. Artisanal. Artisanal light bulbs. Uh, And the Phoebus cartel did a lot of standardizing and that was also part of their uh, their appeal or part of their justification. Like, for instance, the fact that all light bulbs use the same screw socket. Uh, I like that.
1: I enjoy socket. that. Th- thumbs up to the Phoebus cartel for that. And
0: that is an Edison invention that comes from, eight. you know, that's one of Edison's uh, innovations from the 1880s. That's
1: funny to think that we're probably still using the same exact diameter and uh, and whatever screw angle is called.
0: All of that a result of of, uh, of Phoebus kind of saying, like, we're not going to have a... Ken Jennings may have 15 different kinds of light bulbs in his house, but they're all going to have basically the same screw. Although these days, of course, with specialty lighting right. under your kitchen cabinets and... You're telling me. Uh, anything from Ikea. If you look over there, you see those blue lamps that are in that box? Yes. Uh, they are Ikea cheapo lamps and they use a proprietary light bulb. And so you I, can only get them at Ikea. I keep meaning to go get those at Ikea, but I haven't been to Ikea. I need
1: 11 glomphs. Yeah, that's right. Where are the glomph bulbs? John, you and I know a lot of things, but indeed knows that for any business, your next step is the most important one, like hiring someone who can make a real impact. That's what indeed is for. It helps you find high impact hires faster faster without any long-term contracts and you pay only what you need thanks to their super flexible payment options.
0: So why not take that next step with indeed? Why Ken? not indeed? I ask you this: Get started with a free $75 credit for your first job post Ooh. and get in front of a more quality candidates. Go to indeed.com/omnibus. that's indeed.com/omnibus. Terms and conditions imply. Offer valid through September 30th. Phoebus m- intended to... Uh, to
1: m- Every time you say Phoebus, it's cracking me up. Phoebus. It's a, they sound like supervillains. They do. James Bond-ass uh, and name.
0: And that, that, I'm doing that on purpose. Phoebus. And I feel like they could be resurrected because the, the, uh, the trademark has run out. Oh, is that right? Well, what happened was World War II. Unfortunately, this uh, coalition... This uh, consortium of businesses included German, Japanese, Dutch, French, and American companies. What can And uh, they couldn't maintain their relationship throughout throughout the war, and so everything fell apart. But their uh, their universal standards and the sense of the lifetime of a light bulb being a thousand hours uh, persisted throughout the r- remainder of the twentieth century. We're just locked into their
1: bad idea
0: yeah that that or you know they're a good idea if your goal is to sell if, light bulbs. I'm, if i'm
1: a light bulb store right but really john how many of our listeners are likely to be light bulb stores Are do or do any of you work at batteries plus sound off in the comments
0: uh do are any of you light bulbs Exactly. Are, are any of you tungsten filaments that are that are living your entire lives happily in an, tungsten an, a... Tungsten-based life. They're, if we're they're actually, in an argon gas
1: backing. If we're actually speaking to sentient light bulbs, they're going to be so offended at the idea that they should all die at a thousand hours. That's some Logan's Run BS for them.
0: Well, but they may be sentient LEDs. I mean, light-emitting diodes don't just emit light. They admit They can they, emit thought. They emit happiness, and they emit
1: constancy. In that case, what I've done to my house is worse than slavery, because I've I've just plugged them into the wall and I'm making them provide me with happiness.
0: Well, in in uh, in recent years, with the advent of first fluorescent bulbs and then LED bulbs, uh, it became a political question when uh, when LED bulbs were shown to be so dramatically more energy efficient because. All along, the potential was there to increase the lifespan of light bulbs and to increase their efficiency. There just wasn't any motivation on the part of light bulb manufacturers. And so even incandescent bulbs that you would buy at the store today still give off 90% of their uh, of their power as heat Um
1: but which is nice if you have an easy bake oven. It's wonderful. You can't so, you put LEDs well, in an easy bake oven. Or like a like a sunbathing room. My dad had a
0: sunbath
1: in his house. Well, do you remember when they would have heat lamps in the bathroom? Yeah. You're supposed to get out of the shower and turn on some super bright floodlight. And that, just sit in it. It would actually it, it would bake warm up you. the room. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, but it
0: became a thing. In, uh, in recent memory where it became politicized. And if you were a hippie environmentalist tree hugger, you started to use LED bulbs. And if you wanted to own the libs, you insisted that incandescent bulbs were something you would never let go
1: of. I love all those country songs about incandescent bulbs. And,
0: and it, it was initially, you know, the quality of the light and the fact that uh, LED bulbs were very expensive,
1: and the fact that the light has a cold, sterile quality really kind of ties into that culture war between the, the you know the evil progressives coming for your good homie pleasures.
0: Right, that's right. Trying to Obama's put their stupid gonna, blue light on you.
1: Obama's going to take away your nice warm light. Your warm light, where you're just sitting there with your with your nuclear family and, and your, your Bible and your
0: gun. That's right. Your two kids, definitely both of whom are straight. <laughs>
1: Uh, Even the one that does drama. That's right. Uh, nothing wrong with liking show music. Grandpa liked show music. Grandpa did like show music, and he was 200% straight.
0: But, of course, nanny states got into the business of starting to enact bands. And a lot of them were phasing in bands, phased in bands on uh, incandescent bulbs. And uh, in America, during the Obama years, the plan was uh, that that this phased-in ban would culminate in 2020, January 1st of 2020.
1: All bulbs should have— These are newly sold bulbs, right? Yeah, all bulbs should have— Nobody's going to come into your house and take them out of your cold, dead sockets.
0: Uh, maybe they didn't say that, but the, but the jack
1: booted
0: -booted FBI thugs had, had their eyes set on, on your easy bake ovens. Uh, and so in 2016, when uh, Donald Trump was elected in a surprise upset, he was immediately lobbied by the light bulb manufacturers to turn the issue of LEDs versus incandescence into a um, into a, uh, an example of a, a, a choice between freedom: are, are you free to pick your own light bulb, or are you right. are you uh, like bullied by by an overreaching federal government? Own the libs by uh, paying a bigger electric bill. And Donald Trump did take, uh, take this, this political lobbying to heart and rolled back the ban on incandescent light bulbs and, uh, and sort of overturned it. And that was true in, uh, in various other countries that, that tried to implement this ban. But in the course of rolling back the incandescent light bulb ban, and um, and being successfully lobbied by these the companies that— By Big Bulb. By Big Bulb. No, companies that no longer had any convincing rationale for using them. Uh, one of the side effects, and, and maybe correlation doesn't imply causation, but the price of LED bulbs plummeted to the point that now to put LED bulbs in your house— is not really dramatically more expensive than using incandescent bulbs.
1: So the free market did win.
0: And it becomes just a question of, do you for whatever slightly marginal improvement you feel you can perceive between a burning filament and an approximation of the color of a burning filament? I don't see it. Are you willing to buy a bulb that lasts for 1000 hours or would you rather have one that lasts for? 40,000 hours or whatever it is that they claim those damn LEDs are capable of. It's not true in my experience.
1: Well, in the future, they will know if any of these LEDs actually beat the centennial bulb. We don't know. We're, we're, I'm just taking it on faith when they tell me my light bulb's going to last 8,000 hours.
0: A thousand years from now when the centennial bulb is called the millennial bulb because it's been burning in this fire station long after Livermore, California has been uh, like gobbled up by the earth.
1: But it's still surrounded by chanting <laughs> chanting worshipers.
0: <laughs> but across uh, on the other side of California, there's a LED bulb that's been burning... Almost, because a hundred years, yeah. give or take, is going to be—it's going to be almost meaningless.
1: There's going to be a schism. There's going to be two different uh, synods of uh, light bulb worshippers. Yeah, the
0: Shaolin monks that are worshiping the LED light, and the Theosophists, the the Reric monks that are over here r- worshiping the millennium bulb.
1: And that concludes the Phoebus Cartel. Entry931.jn0905. Certificate number two four four seven three, In the omnibus. Uh the omnibus would be nothing without its hypothetical listeners. <laughs> <laughs> should, you well ex- said. should you exist? Should you exist? Thank you. If you don't, please don't tell us. It would break our hearts. Uh in our era, not knowing if anyone was listening to this. We still posted about the show nonstop at Omnibus Project at various social media uh, outlets and fora. Uh, I was at Ken Jennings on Twitter. Follow at John Roderick on Instagram. What's going on over there? My phone just rang. It's a local number. Oh, it's not
0: somebody you know. It's probably probably an insurance company or a light bulb cartel.
1: They heard what we're talking about.
0: They're masquerading as a friend. Your
1: phone listens even when it's turned off. I think it might be some plants I bought and they're calling me to say I can pick up my plants. Oh, you bought some plants, huh? The nurseries are all closed, so you have to like do curbside pickup. You have to on the website tell them, hey, I want some tarragon. Oh. And then that's how shopping will be in the future. I like that. No more retail, because otherwise somebody might breathe on you. Uh you can what was I even saying before my phone rang? Boy. You can you can give us a call. John, give him your phone number. You can give us a call at <laughs> <laughs> no you can send us electronic mail. At omnibusproject at gmail.com. I'm looking in the inbox now, and there's one that says, John, conservative here. And I'm forwarding you that right now. Oh, conservative here. Is
0: he going to yell at me about... He, he, he should yell at you if he's going to yell at anybody. Exactly. You're the you're the one that's the that's a dumb lib. I'm like a free-thinking,
1: uh, you know, Mr. in the middle guy. Yeah, Mr. in the middle guy. <laughs> uh... You could also use the uh, U.S. Postal Service, the embattled U.S. Postal Service, to send us products. Uh, Do you remember? Hope you do. Do you remember Dr. Michael Masters? Was this from an Addenda show? I think it was, where Dr. Masters told us about his um, scholarly work on UFOs and his belief that they are time travelers from our future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're not a Patreon donor, you missed this addendum show. But uh, Dr. Masters, in fact, sent us a copy of his book's identified flying objects. Be- I see that because he's figured it all out, right? U- uh, using science. I have read some of that book,
0: and it is a pretty. It's pretty deeply. Uh, it's written in scientific
1: language. You can tell it's sciency because um, it's not like the meaningless gobbledygook. It's like the meaningful gobbledygook of sciencey people uh, in the sciences. Mm -hmm. He also sent us, he's a good marketer He also sent us uh, some stickers And uh, what are these, what do you call these Beer can foam Uh, things? Cozies or koozies, beer koozies How can they be koozies instead of cozies?
0: I don't know, I've never understood that And I do not like the word koozie Because it has, it's too close to
1: To jacuzzi, a thing you dislike Yeah, that's right Because you don't like taking baths I don't And you hate uh, Celtics legend
0: Bob Koozie so much I do All the associations with koozie I don't like
1: we also got a postcard from uh, Mark, who says our show is pretty good. And
0: <laughs> That's nice.
1: Did you send me this email from the conservative? I don't see it. You're waiting for me to send it. <laughs> I actually have. Okay, I'm going to forward it right now because I know when I do, you're going to stop listening.
0: Yeah, okay. You're right. Is it is it one that's going to make me mad? Am I going to start? Am I going to start ranting at this? No,
1: he's married to a Bernie fan. Oh, I see. So he's a he's in Minnesota, so he's aware of his he's against the grain, and he also says that we uh, are the rare liberals who have a sense of humor.
0: Wow, I don't know if that's true. Nothing's funnier than <laughs> conservatives. Now Oswald is a liberal. <laughs> That's all, all, all the great. All Sarah the great. Silverman is funny.
1: No, all the great funny men of history have been have been social conservatives. True. Just a look at American stand up history will tell you that. That's true. Who's the funniest? Carrot Top. And only after. <laughs> Gallagher. Oh, only after he started. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gallagher. Gallagher. Wait, uh, maybe I got that wrong. Is Carrot Top not a conservative at all? Boy, I don't know. He's a pretty strange guy. I was thinking of Gallagher for sure.
0: Uh, you were thinking of PJ O'Rourke, the funniest <laughs> of all, <laughs>
1: Dennis Miller.
0: Yeah, when I was a kid, I'm amazed it, I'm finding so many conservative comics. When I was a
1: kid, there was one conservative funny person, and it was P.J. O'Rourke, and we thought he was funny because we did. he because he had the sense of humor of a tenth grader. Yeah, you read those books. I read those books. It was perfect. No, the reason why uh,
0: did Mark, I tell you I tried to read P.J. O'Rourke a couple of years ago? I was like, I'm going to read one of those P.J. O'Rourke Let's books see if they and hold see. Up. And they did not.
1: On the other hand, that happened to me when I tried to reread my Bloom County books. So maybe oh, it was yeah. just something in the water no, there. Not funny. How, have you tried ideology? to read Dave
0: Barry recently?
1: <laughs> I don't.
0: Know. I'm not sure if he's going to be funny.
1: I don't want to know if Dave Barry's not funny anymore. Um, no, the reason why Mark said our show is pretty good is because he drew us this delightful watercolor <gasps> on the other side of the postcard of sliced bread. Oh, look at it! It's beautiful. It's really nicely
0: done. That's a, you know, there's this one over here on the on the synthesizer of you and me, sort of a pen drawn thing. We should start
1: putting these in little frames and put them up here in the bunker. People are sending us really nice watercolors. Yeah, Thank that's you. nice. If you're a watercolorist... And you're going to be famous someday, so your work will appreciate in value. Please
0: uh, do a watercolor of some show topic uh, that is not mail trucks or... Well, sliced bread is taken. Sliced bread is taken. What what
1: are the ones you don't want to see? I guess I wouldn't mind a watercolor of a mail truck. No, I would love a... What are, you, are you crazy?
0: Yeah, you're right. I there would,
1: are no limits. I would do anything for a watercolor of a... No rules, just right. Oh, I meant, I meant to forward this email to you and I forwarded it to me. That wasn't good.
0: What a...
1: He says we have absence animal. of smug, which means he has not listened to the show that much. Wait
0: a minute. He's ta- he's obviously addressing this to me in that case.
1: What version the of absence, Omnibus are you listening to smug? if you don't think it's smug? Okay, now this time I actually send it to you. Uh, Mark says his uh, six-year-old son... Will regale anyone who asks with a detailed recounting of the Battle of Palmdale.
0: Oh, that's wonderful! That that's, is a great story. Sure. I hope that he does not listen to our hanky episode. <laughs> hanky code
1: episode. My six-year-old son will regale <laughs> you with hanky codes of the early '80s. Um, so that's the post office box. You can congregate with fellow futurelings on Facebook, Reddit, Discord, wherever uh, mildly, you know, intermittently interesting internet content is sold. You could also uh, support the show if you knew about Doctor Masters' work. That's because you listened to our April addendum episode. We now do a monthly show for our Patreon supporters. That's right, uh, and we, uh, you know, we appreciate all our listeners. We do. The we're fact not, is, we're
0: not doing this extra, really cool thing just to exclude anybody. No, we, we just came up with a thing to.
1: But how much more would sure you say appreciate we appreciate you. people who uh, support us on Patreon?
0: Slightly? Moderately? Uh, You know what, Ken? Appreciation is not a thing that I like to rank. I feel like I appreciate every person individually and differently. All all
1: God's children, you appreciate it the same. Well,
0: not the same. I appreciate each person based on their merits alone.
1: So maybe there's some Patreon donors you dislike? (laughs) Hmm.
0: Almost certainly (laughs) there is someone donating to our Patreon that I would like to show appreciation to that I also would dislike.
1: But much less likely to than someone who has chosen not to to contribute to the Patreon.
0: I'm sure there are people, I see them all the time on Twitter, who I think I might probably might like things about, but I don't like the
1: thing that they said to me. If you're the conservative from Minnesota who doesn't think we're smug, first of all, thank you. Thank you. But second of all, uh, please donate to our Patreon. Yes. Remember, we're, we're the rare funny... Liberals. That's right. And you need to support that kind of thing. You don't want to. You don't want to live in a universe of, of unfunny liberals. Donate directly to us in the form
0: of watercolors about our shows, and donate also directly to us in the form of money to our patrons.
1: Let me say, if you send us a very good water cooler, uh, watercolor, you are excused from from Patreon donation. No,
0: wrong. I do not. <laughs> uh, I, I do not agree. <laughs> if you send us a nice watercolor, it means you love the show and you should also donate. Let helps.
1: me phrase it this way. If at this point in your life, you, your budget does not allow you to support Omnibus financially, you have to send us a watercolor. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll go with
0: that. Futurelings, from our vantage point in your distant past, we have no idea how long our civilization survived.
1: <laughs> you sound fed up about that. What, <laughs> a, what a hassle it is we to not know how long your civilization <sighs> will survive.
0: Hope and pray... That the catastrophe we fear may never come. But if the worst comes soon, this
1: recording, like all our recordings, may have been our final word. Boy, this guy spoke too soon about the absence of Smug.
0: But if providence allows, we hope to be back. We hope to be back with you soon for another entry in the omnibus.